talk about it right here. We gon' talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. Cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah, cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it. Welcome to the Today Talks podcast, the podcast that educates and entertains, the podcast where you come to laugh and, of course, learn. I am your host, Today. <laughs> Please make sure that you like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your mama, tell your sister-in-law, baby cousin Tracy about the Today Talks podcast. But maybe this is where it's at. Today's episode is brought to you by 810 Tacos Seasoning Pack. 810 Tacos is packed with nine flavorful seasonings that are high in flavor and low in sodium. Be sure to visit 810tacos.com. Use the code Tanae Talks Tacos and receive free shipping on all orders over $20. Remember, 810 Tacos is made for tacos, but delicious on everything. And mm. ask me how I know, because baby, I'll tell you. Come on. Because you on. ain't had a taco till you had a Flint taco. And that season, and it's going to do, you're going to be, everybody, you're going to be the, the most popular in your crew once you get it. So make sure y'all use that code. I got it on the screen right now. <laughs> As you can see. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, the wrong thing. Hold on. Okay. Use code Tanae Talks Tacos right there on the screen. Yes. Okay. But anyway, back <laughs> to the show. <laughs> now that you've heard a word from our sponsors, today's show is entitled Hollywood Shuffle featuring Natasha Lagrone, an actress. Baby, you ain't <laughs> seen actress. Ting until you see Natasha Lagrone. You've seen her on All American. You've seen her on All American Homecoming. You've seen her on Mixed Dish. And you've seen her in the film, the cult classic, Sorry to Bother You with Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson, and of course, the talented Donald Glover. Mm. Okay? Mm. You, let me tell y'all, I wanted to do this episode, Hollywood Shuffle, because it was inspired by the movie Hollywood Shuffle by Robert Townsend. And I love Robert Townsend. I've loved him since the five heartbeats and Meteor Man. And of course, um, a Hollywood Shuffle, of course. And so I wanted to give my listeners an idea of what it's like to navigate through Tinseltown, what that Hollywood Shuffle is like. And I said... I know an actress <laughs> who's kind of like basically my little sister. <laughs> and uh, I said, let me call Tasha so that she could tell the people what it's like on yeah. the grind in Tinseltown. Before you get to that Angela Bassett level, before you get to that Denzel, come on, that Merle Street, before you become a household name, there is a shuffling that is happening that you have to navigate around. Um, you got to navigate through snakes. You got to shuffle around evil spirits. You got to shuffle around people that's trying to get the same spot you're going to. And y'all might even be friends, but it's like, baby, we both got to go get this role. And so <laughs> I wanted to talk to Tasha because Tasha and I went to high school together. We've done theater, the yeah. theater. Hey, <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
I wanted to talk about Tasha's journey, how she came from Flint, Michigan, and now she's um, she's making her way and her rounds around Hollywood with her sanity intact, with her spirit intact, because everybody wasn't able. And that's real talk. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her placement and her family and how that was important for her also seeking out being an actress. Because when you're an actress, you know, you're in the forefront and all of that good stuff. So Tasha. Yeah. Hey, girl. Thank you, praises, because, baby, you are it. When they say, what's it? Who the bomb? It's you. Oh, Tanae. So welcome. Tanae. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sister. And I like to say it takes one to know one, sister. Okay? I'm a reflection of the love, the shine, the gifting, and the purpose I see in you, Tanae. Roger. Come on, light. Or Come on, light. light. Seeing light. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Light, <laughs> light it up. Light it up. Speaking of light, one of, one uh, an actress in Hollywood that I really love, Gabrielle Union, one of my favorite quotes that she's ever said and yes. she was at i remember she was at the essence luncheon for women and she yes. said one woman shine doesn't diminish another woman's light oh i love to see you shine because it doesn't make my light any dimmer we just shining bright like diamonds together mm, together <laughs> together you don't have to wear your sunglasses when you watch this episode because i feel Tell like them. there's so much light just radiating off of Tanae that's bouncing back off of me. And it's probably catching my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just thank the Lord um, that I know you, Tanae. You have been a smile and a motivation my whole, literally. I remember being in middle school, seeing Tanae's face. And I'm like, that is what high school is. That big smile, cheering. And I mean, you were just always a light and a, just a love. And I just thank God for you, Tanae. So thank you for having me here. It is a honor. I'm so glad that you are here. It is my honor and my privilege to know you, to when I see you on the marquee, when I see you on screen, I'm telling you, when I saw you and sorry to bother you, because it's, it is like a cult classic. Like it wasn't, it was um, not all in the mainstream theaters. We actually, right. I live in Dallas, so I had to go see it at one of the special theaters here. And you came across the screen and I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just losing my mind yeah. to know that someone that I know who I've touched and felt and hugged and loved on was mm -hmm. on, on the big screen, you know, because we come from Flint, Michigan, and that's not a tinsel town. You know, sometimes I my old pastor used to say Flint is like Lazarus. I mean, not Lazarus, Nazareth, you know, yeah. that it wasn't the most premier town, but that's where Jesus was from. And yeah. Jesus was the greatest thing to come out of Nazareth. And when I tell you, it's the greatest, some great people, human beings yes. that came out of Flint, yes. Michigan. Yes. And Tasha is one of them. And previously, earlier, we were just talking about God knowing you in the womb. So I want to start there. Let's talk about, again, how you got into acting, where that bug came from. And oh, let's, start, let's start from the beginning. Yes, girl, from the beginning. <laughs> there was light. Notice. <laughs> right. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Her name was Tasha. Period. And today, come on. <laughs> right, Flintown, stand up. 
And um, I just thank God for that. So literally, today you asked where it all started. For me, it truly started in the womb. And I know that even the word says how it started in the womb. God knew us and formed us in the womb. He knew and formed our inward parts. So he knew the purpose that he had on my life. He knew the purpose that he had on your life and anybody watching this. So be encouraged that you have purpose before it even began. And it's a purpose that God has in mind for you. And literally, I remember my mom telling me how much she watched Alvin A while pregnant with me. So my mom is an artist as well, loves, she's just a brilliant, brilliant mom. My mom and my dad, both, both creative and grandfather too. So really it's a lineage of artists in my family. So my mom watched Alvin Ailey. I absolutely love dance. I love acting. I love speaking. I love creating. And so I feel like truly my mom fed me arts in the womb and whoop, there it is, busting out, you know, early <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I and what's so important, and um, I know God has a way of orchestrating everybody's path to get to where they need to go. But with my story in particular, I am so thankful that I had parents and had a mom that was very in tune with what they saw in me very early and wanted to cultivate that. Um, you know, I'm one of five children. And in the grander scheme, one of eight. Um, so I, <laughs> it, as I grew up, I'm one of five where I grew up in a household of five girls where I am the oldest. So I held it down as much as I could. Yeah. As a, I know as the oldest there, I'm the baby. Yeah. But I yeah. know there's a level of responsibility as the oldest because there's people coming behind you looking towards mm -hmm. you. And so mm -hmm. maybe there's a slight pressure there not to mess up yeah. or to be really great so that they can have something to look towards. For sure, for sure. And I think it's innate because I don't think I woke up like, let me do the best. I thank God it was already in me. See, he formed me in his inward parts. He knew who needed to come out first. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he put that in me. So I thank God I didn't feel the pressure, but I think the pressure was there. So therefore I moved accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um and I did it with love, with support and um, joy, to be honest. So literally, it started there for me. My mom put me in acting classes in the Flint Youth Theater very early in the Flint Cultural Center. Shout out to Flint. Flint may be small, but mighty. Okay? It is a Flint town. It's not even a small space, but it's like, you know, a town where it feels like community, but it had so much, you know? It had the mm -hmm. Flint Cultural Center, which it still has, and it's only improving. Um, we yes. Schools where you could get theater, dance, and, you know, magnet programs, gifted programs, math and science, and all the things. So I'm so grateful that my mom took me to the Flint Youth Theater where I started acting classes very young, around five or six years old. She took mm -hmm. me to the Flint Public Library for reading circles very early. Mm -hmm. And so that really kind of helped form me in the humanities and arts and literature really early on. And so moving from there, I literally remember being in kindergarten playing a paper mache. I remember being <laughs> third grade sister in Miss Robertson's class. We had a stage in our class. I couldn't wait to get to that class because I was like, what stage in here? Don't, a stage, like, don't a stage like when you see a stage. It's like perform. It's like oh, it's calling. <laughs> it is calling. Tanae, you know, because it's on you too. It's on you. When it's on you, it's on you. And so I was like, I got to Miss Robertson's class. I played in Johnny Appleseed's sis. And I was like, person number three. Okay. <laughs> Person number three, I'm like, let me fetch the pail of water or let me grab the apple. It was like, sus, basic, shuffled across the stage like once, 
Mama and them prayed. <laughs> and that's all I they showed up for that one line, girl. Well, that was and you remembered it. it. And you remembered that line. And baby, when I tell you, you, pro you probably delivered that line. It was <laughs> delivered. Thank you, Because when, when you get one line, mm -hmm. you got to overact the line. <laughs> listen, listen. You want to be remembered. <laughs> it's so slow, so it it's worth your parents' day off of work too when you get there. You know what I mean? But um, I thank God because I truly remember those small seeds. It was Johnny Appleseed. Now that I'm even thinking about it, it's the small seeds that produce a larger harvest. And so, you know, going on to fourth grade, I tried out for Wizard of Oz. Okay, and I would say. You know, I, I wanted to probably play Dorothy. Who doesn't? You probably did. Everybody wants to be Dorothy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me the Wicked Witch of the West or something. But sis, yeah. guess what I got cast as? Were you the Tin Man? Nah. Were you Toto? Yes. Toto. <laughs> you better bark. You better girl, bark. <laughs> listen, been barking ever since, girl. So they had me Toto. No lines. But guess yeah. what? Toto is in every scene with Dorothy and even gets lost. So therefore Toto has even an extra scene that Dorothy <laughs> isn't in, you know? So um, God really showed me at that time that how to captivate an audience where I wasn't given words, but guess what? They gave me an opportunity to improv. So it was times Dorothy would be like, come on Toto. I'm like, yeah, no. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Like I <laughs> and like play around, but it allowed me to improv and girl, the audience was cracking up. And so I was like, oh, they into this. And then it becomes yeah. this call and response where it's like, I learned how to captivate an audience in like fourth grade girl. And people still tell me like, can't remember when you played Toto in fourth grade. <laughs> and I'm like telling you, I think my mom was a little embarrassed. It was like, you know, She's like, girl, I hope you ain't do too much. She ain't gonna say it, but it's on, it's on you. Okay, and we'll leave that right but there. That, that just, that speaks to the notion that there are no small parts, only small mm -hmm. minds. Because, mm -hmm. baby, they're still, we're in 2023 and they still remember Toto. Baby, because I have. Baby, he was. Yes, yes. I, even in. Even in sorry to bother you, I remember mm -hmm. your facial expressions, you know, because mm -hmm. you didn't have many lines. Yep. And I remember you doing this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, it, it, it went with the scene, right? Mm -hmm. They were protesting and yep. you and maybe because I know you, I zoned in on you, but yes. I zoned in on what you were doing and you were nodding your head right yep. on and you know what i mean because you had to make that splash to be like yeah. i'm in, in this movie and and even when you're like i was person number three how many times have you been person number three four five six you know what i mean and and that's what people don't understand you're not always going to get the lead role mm -hmm. you're not going to always be also or the sidekick, you might have though what they call a, a part of an ensemble cast, and actually, you're and in the background. And that's important. It's important. It's important. It's important. You learn so much being a part of an ensemble, being a part of a company, and just being in the room, just being on the stage. Because your time is coming, but you are developing. You are maturing. You are like I think God gives you what you can handle at that time and gives you opportunity to keep staying hungry so therefore you are reaching for more so just to speed it along sixth grade 
Whittier Middle School. They had an International Junior Thespian Society, which I joined. Shout out to Miss Morris, okay? Shout out to Miss um, Morris. <laughs> I was in her production. Yes. The man who died and went to heaven, baby. Whittier. Yes. Come on now. Come on Where's now. Where's my Emmy? Where's my Tony? I know you <laughs> tore it up. And she also had a stage in her class. So we are so grateful for these classrooms that had stages because I had her as a teacher. Then I also was a part of the after school program where I was a junior um, thespian and thespian um, thespis was one of the first actors. So that's why it's um, named after him. And so what we really were able to do was really partner with Central, which was our feeder high school. And we were able to go do flyer distribution. So I learned a lot about even marketing and promotions at an early age where we would go mm -hmm. from store to store pay less or the mall and you know mm -hmm. coffee shops and like advertise our different shows and I knew I wanted to go to Central I'll never forget a pivotal moment was seeing Allie Bradley in shout out to Allie shout out to Allie Bradley shout out to Allie Bradley who actually also played a famous puppy on stage yes she played yes! Snoopy and baby she was I, the best Snoopy I've watching. ever seen Say it again today. I don't want to talk over that because I'm seeing a correlation. Go ahead, sis. Allie Bradley, for those who don't know, comes from a tap family royalty. She's from yes. Flint, Michigan. She is the daughter yes. of the Bruce Bradley. Yep. And he is the co-founder of the Creative Expressions Dance yep. Studio held in yes. Flint, Michigan with Sheila, Sheila Miller Graham. Come on. Where it's I important. I, I just, you know, it's Black History Month. They always say it's important that we say their names. Amen. And it's important that we say these names because you mentioned Allie Bradley and I too was inspired by Allie Bradley as a freshman at the Flint Central High School. And Mr. Jennings, Martin Jennings, who was yes. the thespian and theater teacher of the century. Yes. Uh, he was that, a Jennings, a.k.a. Marty, Mr. Jennings. Mr. Yes, Jennings. Martin Jennings. And he was putting on the production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And Allie Bradley played, played Snoopy. Snoop. Yes. She had no words, but she tap danced her part. And she gave facial expressions. And when I tell you, it was me memorable. So when Tasha said she was Toto, and, you know, she captivated the stage because a part of the acting, right? And you can expound on this, Tasha, is, is your facial expression. Yes. How you move yeah. your mouth, how you move your nose, how you turn your head, all of that is in it. Yeah. And can you speak to the importance of that? I will certainly speak to the importance, but I got to backtrack because Allie Bradley, her playing Snoopy was pivotal for me. Sixth grade, we went to go see that production. I also did flyer distribution and I literally saw that as Broadway. Like in my mind, seeing her as Toto, because I was also a student at Creative Expressions where I took tap, ballet and jazz in middle school. So all these people play such a huge role in my life. And so mm -hmm. seeing her shine like that, I could never imagine. But in my hearts of hearts, I kind of feel like I hoped. But at the same time, that was next level, sis. Next it was. Level. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that, I mean, it was profound for me to see today. So back yeah. to that. Facial expressions are so important. That's what we talked about even in my acting classes when I was younger, Mr. Jennings classes. I mean, being able to get comfortable with yourself. I mean, doing things like lemon face, blind face. Lemon, you know, I'll be silly. I'm comfortable with my skin. But um, all these things like awaken who you are and how you show up. 
details. If you look at any of the greats, Viola Davis in one of her first movies, she only had like a line, you know, and you know, it, and it was deep. All she had to do was look. Mm -hmm. Looking does so much. You don't have to have words. Because our how we interact with one another, how we listen to one another, um, how we respond, that is saying a lot. Mm -hmm. Body is a big deal. So, you know, being an actor is also compared to being an athlete because you literally express so much with your body. And you also have to um, be mindful of how you care for your body, just like an athlete does. And I have enough sores and aches in different places that, that tells me, because the way, especially if you're doing live theater and doing musicals, the way you have to stretch, we're kicking in real time. Like it ain't no editing. It's like real time performance and endurance. And it's a marathon. You know, you have to have it, the breath support, the facial expressions, the whole nine. So, you know, um, I only aspire to be a Central's magnet program on that level. So from Central, I, quickly I mean from Whittier I went to Southwestern for seventh and eighth I knew I wanted to be in theater and I knew I know right <laughs> I just took a I I was Whittier was a lot for me I love it's okay it. you were young <laughs> and I just felt like I needed a change even at that age and I thank God for my mom always listening to me because I'm mm. like need to change it up. I feel like I need to be around some different people. And I was, I've always been pretty in tune with my needs and my mom was here for it. So I went to Southwestern 7th and 8th. It was an amazing experience, but also I needed theater and I needed some dance in my life. So I came back over to Central where I tried out, hey, come on, C-Town, hold it down. Came C-Town, baby. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. You know, where I was a majorette, I was in theater, I was in student council. And so I just feel like all those things really helped shape me into the woman I am today, even the friendships I've made. Um, cheerleading too, you know, come on. But um, yeah, going back to Central, I remember the first audition, I knew I wanted to be a part of theater. I just knew it. And so I remember the first production, I think I was a little too shy and timid to try out. It didn't quite work up the nerve, but I finally got into Mr. Jennings theater class. And then they were hosting auditions for Annie, my friend. Freshman year. <laughs> my, my senior year. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And so I said, girl, I got to try out for this. And I'm going to tell you, I have never felt like I was the strongest singer. OK, but I knew I could act and I knew I could dance. And um, I just felt it in my spirit that I needed to be in those auditions. And I mean, I had people around me that were triple threat singers, actor, dancer, you know, you along with them today. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we can name names, but I don't think that's important. But people that I would have probably pointed that they would have gotten cast. Mm -hmm. um, so bet on yourself. Bet mm -hmm. on yourself. I've always had the motto, try it on. And in this case, it was try out, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it just felt like go with energy. I used to be wilding, y'all. I used to like jump on the stage. I wouldn't walk up the stairs that are cute leading you to the stage. <laughs> I used to like jump onto the stage in the center. I used to do it because I felt like every part of me being in this room is an audition. And so, yeah. you know, how you show up and how you enter a space is important. Um, mm. So, you know, I continued to do those auditions. It was probably about three days, three rounds where we had to act, dance and sing. And the the list started getting narrow. I start seeing who, I'm not going to even say the competition was because I don't believe you're competing, but who else was being considered, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I When I kind of got, when I went to that casting board and scrolled down and saw my name next to Annie, it was a surreal moment today. I can only imagine. <laughs> it was in the scene shop. So we had the classroom of Mr. Jennings' class on one part. The scene shop is in the middle where his office is. It's a cat. Yes, and then the theater. 
in the theater, y'all. I mean, we had good Tasha, wait, 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 wait. I have to, I, I think I really want people to understand, like Flint Central Theater, when she likens it to Broadway, and I've been to Broadway plays, it was next level at Flint Central. It next was like the set design. I mean, period. real, real woodwork. We had a whole scene stop. The A team. <laughs> shout out to the A team. Miss shout out to the A team. Come on. So Flint Central High School was like fame. If you ever seen the TV show Fame, it was. Just imagine period. it was in Flint. <laughs> like, listen, we have to thank you, Tanae, because it deserves all of that. Mr. Jennings literally brought Broadway to Central High School. To Central you know, High School. Period. Like, it was so amazing. Where I mean, we had hair and makeup departments. We had a whole hair and makeup area with the light yes. bulb. Every light bulb worked. We had beautiful <laughs> big eye um, products. I learned how to contour faces. Y'all, we was be before all this YouTube stuff. Before we, YouTube, we had the 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 the, the scene shop. Okay, come on, come <laughs> on. Listen, lights, so camera. Like so, Central had like like I said, we were the performing arts school. So even the the visual artists, the people that drew, would be drawing on the sets and painting on the sets. And the first time I saw a playbill, a real playbill, like with the shiny, yes, the shiny pages was at Flint Central. So when I went to a Broadway play, my first Broadway play ever was Beauty mm -hmm. and the Beast in New York yeah. on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've been seeing playbills. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, so for y'all to understand, for her to get cast as Annie, and I, I was in the, I was cast as one of the Boylan sisters. It was like a big deal because mm -hmm. mayors, high officials, lawyers, doctors, Flint Central Theater productions mm -hmm. were not just for the school. Like, yep. sometimes if you didn't buy your ticket to get in for like the matinee, or mm -hmm. the 7 p.m. show, like the community was coming because that was a premiere thing yeah. to do to come yeah. see the play. So when Tasha got, I always say I like this, even though she had been in theater her whole life and in the womb, to see her born on that stage and how MJ coached her up into Annie and getting her out of her shell, it was a sight to see. So seeing little Tasha with her, red wig on <laughs> yeah. as Annie as and Annie. then to see her on a Hollywood big screen to me that is just a beautiful transition that shows me that you can really go for your dreams if you're a person in a small town if you are a person in a a, a, a town riddled with violence yes come on. You are from a town that got um, poisoned by the water crisis, which is all true that happened to us and our families got affected, but you could still go and pursue your dreams. And yeah. Tasha, oh my God, I just got a tear in my eye. You are <laughs> like you did it. You went and you're still out there living your dream. So I, I want to cut off your story, but people needed to know the importance of that. Thank you. It's a conversation today. So I, that's how I see this. And um, yeah, I mean, truly, just to think about it, like I said, I'm the oldest of five. I grew up on the north side of Flint. Shout out, shout out. I mean, I can call out the streets, Comstock, you know what I'm saying, of Brunel, Grand Traverse, <laughs> for those 
Flint, you know what I mean? Rascop, like in those spaces, the block is hot. The block is hot. It's not uncommon for me to go to my neighborhood and see a lot of yellow caution tape. I used to always say that, you know, I used to go to more funerals for my peers who have been shot than I had been to weddings, you know, and baby showers at a certain point in my life. As a young person, it would be times I was in college and I would go home for somebody's funeral because they got shot. So I know the blessing and the importance to be able to do what I'm doing and to do it um, where some of my peers didn't make it. <laughs> That's all I say. I mean, girls too, not just men, black men, but girls too, girls too, you know? Y'all, I don't think like, y'all see stuff on TV, but like, that's real that your friends, like people that you were just in elementary with laughing, sharing a fruitopia with, and then you have to go to their funeral, like the trauma of that. But I know that you've taken the beauty of Flint, the trauma of Flint, and you've channeled that into act. Team, honey. Yes. So yes. let's get into the Hollywood shuffle of it all. So you was Annie, boom, boom, yes. boom. You yes. go to Michigan State University. Yes. God bless the dead to those who lost their lives in that shooting at yes. Michigan State. But you are a Spartan and you are Spartan strong. So I'm... tell us about how you leave Michigan State and you get to Hollywood because, hey, you, you're an actress and you're trying yeah. to get out there. there what is the, the first step that you have to take? So anybody that's listening to this and say, I want to be an actress. I want to go to Hollywood. I want to be in Tinseltown. How do do they shuffle along there? Yeah, I say shuffle along by getting involved in your local theater. I definitely believe in blooming where you are planted. Um, I definitely, um, yeah, you know, you kind of hit me with the Spartan piece. Shout out to Michigan State and the community. Spartan strong we are, okay? Um, My sister, she's actually on that campus right now, and I thank the Lord that she is safe. So thank you for that moment, um, Tanae. So yes, so moving from Michigan State, um, I went on to D.C., and I was involved with working with BET. And I'll start there. I'll start there, but I'll also kind of backtrack because you asked, how would someone get started? I would definitely encourage you to bloom where you are planted. So for Tanae and I, we started right in our hometown with our local theater. I started with the Flint Youth Theater. I started with the, the classes at my school. I started with the plays at my school. Even when I had to pivot back from moving from D.C., I went back to my community right before and during the water crisis and I was working with local theaters and nonprofit theaters right in Flint, Michigan. So there's so much growth because I think you can poo-poo sometimes a smaller town or a community experience but that is truly where you cut your teeth. That is truly where you grow and you build. You know, so I would say start with your local school, start with your local theater, start with your church theater program, your church plays. You know, there's always a writer in the community that's trying to get a play off the ground. So I would say start with even your peers, because even in this day and age, there are a lot of content creators. There are a lot of people still writing. There are a lot of people that have written plays. They want to get it off the ground. So collaborate with those around you. That's what I would definitely say start with. Oh, I love that. So you get to how, so you you were in D.C., you come back in the height of the, the water crisis, but your dreams are still set on Hollywood, Universal Studios. The, the studios yeah. are there. And and now yeah. we know that Atlanta is also a, a big hub. Yeah. So you transition out there and tell us like how auditioning is and what yeah. that's like. Yeah. And 
this is a real question. This is a question from my husband. Okay, uh-huh. He wanted me to ask you this. Yes. How does your politics of being a black woman shape the type of role that you take? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely say it shapes it. But I will also say I thank God that we have so much more representation than we once did. Um, So I feel like there was a time where like you you may just see one or two good black films in a year. You know what I mean? But now with so many streaming services, so many platforms, you get to see more representation. So it is our time. I thank God for every black Hollywood actress that has paid that have paved the way. I think about Angela Bassett. I think about Viola Davis. I think about Gabrielle Union. I think about Nia Long. I think about Sanaa Lathan. You know what I mean? Who didn't have as many opportunities when they started off earlier in their career. But now we have so many opportunities that we can kind of pick and choose. You know what I mean? Like it was a time like, okay, you would probably have to hesitate. Like, do I want to play a prostitute or a crackhead if this is probably one of the three black women that get to star in a film this year? But now I think we have... And we have further to go. Let me insert that. We have further to go with representation. But I think you definitely want to think about, like, how does this represent my people? But I think most importantly is, like, does this story resonate with me? Does this tell a story that I feel needs to be told? And does it sit well with my spirit and my moral compass? I think those are places to start. And I often start there in prayer. And it may look one way one year. But then God may reveal, hey, I want you to try this. And it may not be what I think is okay. Sometimes we can limit ourselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, honestly, it was a time where I turned down. So I just must say that my journey from Flint to LA wasn't a straight shot. I actually took a stop in the Bay Area. I started my California journey at the American Conservatory Theater where I went to acting school. So for someone that wants to get into acting, train. You have to work on your craft. So I did a conservatory. This is the same conservatory Denzel started off his training in before he transitioned over to New York. But um, I was a conservatory for those who don't know. So a conservatory is an opportunity to solely focus on your craft. You're not taking math and science. It's an intensive opportunity to be tunnel vision focused on your craft. So for me, there's only acting. There was an acting conservatory experience. There was acting where you work on your voice. You work on different acting methods. You work on movement. As I mentioned, being an actor is an athlete. So you need to know how your body is moving. You want to be loose. You want to be limber. Like, you know what I mean? It's not about dance, but it's about becoming one with your body. Literally from your feet, we were being movement classes barefoot because you want to feel the ground. You know what I mean? So it's just so many things you do and you learn like, Cause you don't want to be an actor from the head up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like your body needs to be ready and alive and responsive. You know what I mean? So um, mm-hmm. that's important. And so it gives you a chance to work with your cohort who is also developing their craft and you learn so much in community. Um, so even for a person going to a music conservatory, you're focusing solely on music and your craft. Um, so it's an opportunity to have a concentrated focus and study on your craft. That's what a conservatory is. And um, so I went there and I definitely I just even want to. Yeah, I want to shout out a lot of people from Flint, but I'll say like (laughs) always, if you want to do something, be talking to people that are doing it. Anybody Mm -hmm. that will 
allow you. There were people in Hollywood from Flint in particular that were here. And I was like, how did I would ask them? And thank God they took the time to answer my questions because I was in Flint. Made my pivot from D.C. And for those that don't know, my D.C. journey, I worked in BET in production. And then I went on to Capitol Hill and worked in communications. And then I was an Obama alumni. So I worked as an intern in Obama administration and then as a presidential appointee for a short stint at the Department of Commerce. So I will also say, try on many hats. That is my motto in life. Try it on. Opportunities will be open to you the more you put yourself in fertile environments. To mm -hmm. Okay. And... Just I, I would also I would say to that to try different yeah. things. I feel like that would help you as an actress yeah. because there are TV shows centered around being a president in yes. uh, administration. There are several shows about that. Yeah. Um, there are yeah. several shows where the backdrop is DC and focusing on the other parts of yes um capitol gotcha. hill you know what i mean and so or like if there's a gritty movie you come from flint you know about grit so i think when you say like don't be snooty or don't think that mm -hmm. i'm gonna never do this part or do that role but mm -hmm. because of your lived experience which they teach you as an you know an actor or actress you can encompass mm -hmm. that in the roles that you take and exactly. like you said, skin in the game, that puts a little bit more skin on you. Yes, come on, <laughs> come on, be open. Just be open to life. Because I think the best way to even be an actor, because you could think about, oh, I can't afford classes. First of all, there's always money. <laughs> Holla at me if you need some resources. I am a resource. I am signing up to say I will help you find a way. But life is probably the best acting class ever. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I, work, I work, you know, we can talk about the shuffle. But literally having the hustle of being from Flint is so real. I'm someone who is not above like working at the White House and now I'm working at a restaurant. Now mm -hmm. I'm creating my own business called Creative Charcuterie where I create charcuterie boards and platters for parties and events. You know, um, I also jump double dutch, okay? I learned how to jump <laughs> on rider, all right? And, and she know how to chew gum and braid hair at the same time. Baby, she does it all. She shuffled it around. <laughs> I literally, today, I don't know if you plan, but I got people in my inbox now um, in a call I got to return because I do braid hair. <laughs> no, seriously. So your gifts will make room for you. Your gifts and talents. And so these are opportunities to monetize. I'm now jumping double Dutch and doing workshops for Black History Month as we speak. And it all happened because I chose to go have fun in Lamert Park and in Inglewood here in California and jump. And, you know, and people are like, hey, can you help me with this workshop I'm doing? I'm actually teaching kids how to jump double Dutch. And it's now monetized. And so I just say that to say be open to experiences and ways to make money. So... Tanae, I toss it back to you to like ask the questions because girl, I could go on and on. So girl, I want to so toss much. it back to you real quick about <laughs> people don't understand. Like I've had a similar situation when I yeah. was doing still acting. Yeah. And I was I was at a uh, picnic mm -hmm. and randomly met a, a, a casting director and I got yeah. end up getting cast. Yeah. But your experience of being in Lemire Park. Can you touch on the importance of just being your authentic self Come on. and how that will get you further than anything? I want to shout, but I don't want this phone. Maybe shout. Come on. <laughs> I want to drop. Amen on the authenticity. Um, in the authenticity. You know Come on, I mean? baby. 
come on, come on. This is a shout. This is a shout. But it's a little contained because I don't want my phone to uh, like, fall and embarrass me. But um, I say that because, you know, I love the Lord. <laughs> and I will say even with every opportunity, I have made it a point to be in church. That first time I moved to San Francisco, I moved there living in a hostel. For 10 days, my mom helped me find a hostel in that experience. And I say that to say the first time I got there, my friend called me like, hey, you want to come to church? I hadn't even had a job yet. It was so many things that needed to get settled. But I said, yes, I will be there. I turned around. One of my former cohorts from D.C. now is in California. We had been talking, but we didn't. I didn't know that was going to be my future roommates 10 days later. I turned mm -hmm. around and here she was talking about, girl, me and my sister trying to look for a place. We need a third, you know, and then. 10 days from the date my hostel expiration was up, we were moving into that place because that's when it was available. So I just want to say, like, when you put yourself out there and keep God first, he will order your steps. And, you know, being authentic is being real with your spirituality. Like, where are you? You need to be in places that feed your soul. And that's been so important. Even in D.C., uh, how I even got in the White House was because I went to church with somebody that worked at the White House. And he was <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, of course, a lot of things shape that experience. But I even go on to say even my first presidential appointment, he went from the White House to the Department of Commerce. And guess who I called when I had my interview at the Department of Commerce? Somebody I had been worshiping with. This mm -hmm. is people we eating Indian food after church. You know, we hollering at each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, deal. It, 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 that, that's the, and so would you say in Hollywood, mm -hmm. It sometimes it's not always about your talent or what you know. It's about yeah. who you know. Yeah, people often say that. It is about who you know, but it's also about the important person I think that people skip over is who you know is knowing yourself. Knowing yourself. Girl, you, I throw this this whole thing. Know yourself. Who, I know who's the most important person to know? Yourself. Yourself. You got to know you. You got to know you. So for me... Knowing that I love God and there is a, a, a connection on me to be in fellowship, that is where I thrive. You know, I just, that's why we're doing this podcast at the time. I've already been to two church services this morning because I was late for the first one. And so I was like, <laughs> first on the second one and I stayed the whole time. So I'm saying knowing yourself is so important because that allows you to be in the good juices. You attract who you are. You know what I mean? So when I'm in Lamert Park with my homies from the D, like, you know, because we all went to Michigan State together. They've been on Broadway. You know, mm -hmm. they're out here with a family because you don't always see family depicted out here in L.A. too. Mm -hmm. Or even church community. People think mm -hmm. it might be the modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. But honey, <laughs> huh, I've had so much growth in my Christian faith in California like none other. So that is a myth, too. I want to dispel. You yeah. are where you're supposed to be. So just saying that knowing yourself. And being authentic to yourself. I know some I'm somebody that ain't above jumping double dutch barefoot in my dress. Okay. Cause I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't go there and plan it, but I'm like, oh, we got the rope spinning. It's taking me back to Flint. That's We're right. Jump, jump in the middle of the street with my auntie, my neighbors, and my <laughs> you know having I mean? a whole tournament in the street. Whole <laughs> tournament with my extension cords. You know, and I'm in my brown dress so it allowed me to like hype up Tabitha Brown that video went viral eventually I met Tabitha Brown at an event and she said girl send me this I'm like sis I had already sent it but now that we in the flesh she like really <laughs> so I just say even today I've met so many people just being my authentic my authentic authentic, authentic self 
I'm like authenticity, but my authenticity. So even when you are in your downtime, I'm somebody that loves motivational videos. So I always listen to Denzel Washington and all his videos and things like that. Then doing background on the set of Warner Brothers for a show, a show that I, it's called Lucifer. And as a Christian, you're like, why in the heck am I doing a show called Lucifer? First of all, <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> the Lord didn't say no, you know, and I don't say yeah. that word often. I'll be like, Lucy, you know what I mean? But I say that to say it was in doing that show. And I was also fasting during that time and praying, um, you know, so I wasn't eating what everybody was eating and crafty, but it was time where we had a lunch break and somebody had whispered, Denzel Washington is on the set, on the lot. And I'm like, what? Where? He's like, by the bathroom. So during my lunch break, girl, I go past and I see Denzel Washington walking and talking. Be Denzel so, Washington? Be Denzel Washington. So a lot of these people you have named on this podcast, I have met and I've yeah. seen. I have yet to really uh, meet Angela Bassett, but Denzel Washington, I've had the pleasure of meeting. And um, he, I just waited my turn. I didn't go barge in. And I think a big part of this journey, too, is being open, but also using wisdom. You know what I mean? And I've had a lot of years of experience of wisdom and discernment working in the industries and being in the places I've been in where God has matured me. Because I've been wanting to be an actress since I was young, but I think when you're supposed to be in the places you're supposed to be in is divine timing and you don't know what God is like edifying and maturing in you or like things that need to happen in your life where you can be ready and prepared for the blessing. So essentially, I'll just say in that moment, there are a few actors that were all American talking to him first. And I was like, well, this ain't my time. You know what I mean? I'm like, let them have their time. They're leads and shows. But eventually being my authentic self, I went to lunch. I was waiting for my taco order. Okay. I was on a Daniel Fest. So I was only eating certain things, beans and avocado and you know, whatnot. And so it took longer for my order to come up. So the other background that were with me, I let them go ahead at me to back to set. And I said, I'll wait for my food. I'll eat by myself. You know what I mean? We had a good time, but they were ready to go. And I said, y'all do y'all. And so, you know, I then walked back to set after I had my little order and I didn't know it at the time, but it was Denzel security. He was like, how long was your lunch? <laughs> you know, I didn't even know he didn't know his <laughs> you know, But I kind of just probably greeted him nicely when I walked by the first time yeah. and things like that. Definitely observing Denzel, but not, you know, hovering. Right, right, <laughs> so right. Like, How long was your lunch? And so me and him just ch chopping it up at this point and things like that. And then all of a sudden Denzel come over like, you can tell, you know, in Hollywood, I always notice people kind of will kind of kind of smell you out first. Like, who is this yeah. girl? What, what, what she got going on? So I'm used to that, too, because you got so many crazy people in this world. So, you know, he was like, who who, who are you? I said, my name is Natasha. And he said, where are you from? I said, Flint. He said, you sound like you from Flint. I got married. <laughs> Dizzy, how you know us? How you know what we sound like? He got family <laughs> there. And I only share that to say, you never know where like doing background or doing something you don't consider a large role or even in a place that you feel like a Christian should or should not be in on a certain show. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that allowed me to align with Mr. Denzel Washington in that moment. And because I had been feeding myself for years, his messaging, you know what I mean? Talking about you'll never find a U-Haul behind a hearse and like basically how you need to live your fullest left, your fullest life, you know what I mean? And leave it all above ground essentially. Um, it allowed me to have so much juice in the moment that I met him that I knew what he had been preaching. And we spoke the same language in that moment. You know what I mean? And we truly had the best conversation. And I was just honored. I was honored 
that such an honor and it lets you know you are in the right place at the right time and I just asked him like you know because he's a believer too and I just asked him something about like what do you think about this show and doing Lucifer you know what I mean he was like yeah you are where people need you to be God is Mm -hmm. not going to send you somewhere that he hasn't made provision for you to be in you know so he has gone before you and he those people that need you there so it's a lot of things people need you there <laughs> so just keep they that need in. You there. Yeah, sometimes they need your light. I remember one time it was turbulence on the plane, and I was like, "Oh, it ain't going down because I'm on here." Look, <laughs> look. <laughs> I had experience. I'll tell you, I got upgraded. <laughs> I had got upgraded to you know spirit. It ain't necessarily first class, but it's the big seat. So you know what I mean? Yeah. I got upgraded the to stretch. The- the stretch, you know, where you got foot room and big back room and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And you think, oh, wow, just favor. Thank you, Lord. Yes, it was. But it was a very turbulent time on that trip eventually. And I was yeah. praying, girl, and speaking in the spirit. And you're like, okay, God, this was for me, but it wasn't just for me. It was because uh-huh. I will put you in position to be able to be a blessing. And it really helped calm the storm. <laughs> and people yeah, right Trust me, I know. And and, and sometimes the storm may not be in the sky. Sometimes the storm might be on that set. Sometimes the storm might be at that job and your presence, your peace, the peace of God that is upon you, yeah. you know, shines bright. Uh, yeah. As we bring this to a close, I just want to, I do want to say, so as you are a working actress, actress yes. do you work a regular job? The people want to know. Yes, yes, I do work a regular job. So um, I have commercial representation. So I audition for commercials. Um, I, I, I was a part of an acting class recently, a cohort called Free the Arts, where we did a short film. We did a live theater showcase. And it really allowed me to get to know so many Hollywood Black actors that now we're like reading each other's works. We're in different rooms. And a lot of this stuff behind the scenes, you don't see all the work behind the scenes. It's like people that are current screenwriters and current television writers that are testing out their work. So like even next Sunday, I have a show. Well, when you see this, it'll be, I'm sure, past. But um, you have people like, hey, I wrote the first 15 of this page. Let's all get on Zoom. And it's a whole production where we read people's work. People that are all, all American. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm working on this script. You mind coming to read? So it's so much work that you just got to stay in your craft. But I'm also, some of those things don't pay. You know what I mean? You're working on your craft, but you got to make that money, okay? Because LA is not cheap, <laughs> but God it is not. And I, and I only brought that up because I want yeah. someone that's aspiring to be an actress to know that when you go out there, you're not gonna, again, you're not gonna make the Merle Street Angela Bassett money that can sustain you for yes. your life. You yes. you do sometimes have to, you know, the your the person that you just saw on a major hit show might be mm-hmm. your waitress or yeah. your, you know. Yes. Uh, um, there may be your waitress at a restaurant or when I think about salt and pepper, they were working in a call center, you know, yeah. and then going on tour. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can't. And, and the message is you can't be above regular work to get right. to your right. dream. Sometimes regular work is funding the dream. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll get right to it. Currently, I moved here knowing that I'm willing to do anything. When I hit even the set, oh no, I'm going to focus on Hollywood, but California, San Francisco was a big start too. So when I hit the ground, girl, I was applying to Bloomingdale's and landed a job as a manager there and I was in acting school. So I was paying for school, paying for housing. Fast forward to Hollywood here, those connections in San Francisco really blessed me here. So I had a guy sit me down at Starbucks, like, look, you can pay 
you know, you're going to be all right. Like I had enough money to like pay my rent, a little mm -hmm. overflow to get something to eat for a while. But it wasn't like I didn't also I didn't wait for like this. Let me have the perfect 90 day plan. Three months rent saved up. I didn't. I had enough for that down payment. I had enough for rent. I had enough for utilities. I had enough for food. And I knew I would make the rest because when God says go, you got to go. And I knew it was time for me to go. You can wait for the perfect plan. But you'll be waiting all day. Um, so with that said, I moved here. He sat me down. He told me how I can make money in audiences. So a lot of times people have spotted me in shows like The Real or on, um, you know, just all game shows or whatever the yeah. case. You get paid. People don't know that. You can get paid to be in the audience. You can to get be a paid. clapper. It's a movie about it, being a clapper. Yeah. Yep, all of that clapper, laugher. So, you know, you get paid to do background work. And so I did that. And then um, when your friends know you're acting, like you do, can do gig work, like they, you can do a production assistant. I've been a production assistant. A lot of my relationships from BET, you know, people call me, hey, I'm in town for the United Negro College Fund Evening of the Stars or for NAACP. Can you be my assistant? So you got to just be willing to do many things. So currently I'm working at a, at a restaurant as a waitress, as well as working as a guest services attendant and guess what it's prime downtown LA I've been so blessed to meet so many people former colleagues I met you know I won't say all names you know because I want to protect privacy but I've met yeah. some people that have poured into me on my journey and divine placement sometimes you're like oh Jesus I've had such a career and a resume and here I am working you can get a little embarrassed you know what I mean so 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 that goes into being humble you got to yeah. be humble to make it as an actress in Hollywood you're right got to be humble you got to swallow your pride you do you do you do and you, you got to be ready because I can't can you speak to when auditions come? Are they weekly, monthly? How often do they come? Yes, girl, spontaneously. That's what I'll say. So spontaneously. Average week, I'll probably get one audition. In a hot and popping week, I might get three. In some weeks, I may get none. So I'll tell you, I'll be at work and then all of a sudden I'll get an alert. You know, like you're going to be, um, <laughs> you know, you have to get this audition done next day by four o'clock. So then you're like, you've already kind of planned your next day in your head. Now you have to be quickly ready to pivot. I mean, because it, it's hair, it's makeup, it's lighting, it's ring light, you know, setting up your production equipment, you know, to be able to do that. Sometimes I've had to audition in the back stock room at work, you know, in the changing room. I locked that door, have my ring light. I was keeping my ring light at work for a little while you know mm -hmm. i got my first booking on a commercial while at work you know what i mean the callback was at work and i'm like okay it's it's about being humble it's about letting being transparent with your colleagues they know i'm an actor i have to ask for hey i need this time if you don't mind if i can take a little extended lunch so do your best in all that you do we're not perfect but i think if you create a good track record for yourself in your spaces that you are people will be more willing to work with you um so yes they come up one to three times a week. Sometimes you don't hear from anybody, but then you'll get that drop out of the sky. Like we got an audition for you. Mm -hmm. You have to stay ready. And I'm still working on how to stay ready. But I think even knowing what you look good in, like identify mm -hmm. colors you look good in, outfits you would want to audition in, having um, different materials from like Amazon, like your ring light or like a backdrop ready to audition with even a travel ring light. So if you are somewhere where you need to audition in the bathroom or in mm -hmm. I've been in times where I'm like in a hallway with you know with yeah. you, know, you, you said I gotta make it work. I want this role. 
work. Prop <laughs> up your phone, you know, and make it work. And um, just being open to collaborating with others too that are working on projects because you got to continually have the agent do that thing. They you pay them ten percent once you book. Now that's the thing too. Don't be paying nobody ten to fifteen percent, and you ain't got no work, and you ain't been booked on nothing. They get mm -hmm. paid. You get paid. And I've always remembered this too. They get ten percent because you're doing 90% of the work. So therefore that means you need to be out here networking. You need mm -hmm. to be out here identifying what you want to align with, Be go to the workshops, show up in classes, show up in community where people are pouring into you. And most importantly, take care of yourself. Self-care is important, you know? I'm working on it, I'll share what I'm working on. I need to go to bed earlier. So it's like, if I want to act, like, yeah. you know, Appearance matters. So getting the proper amount of sleep, drinking enough water, talking to your family, going on a girl's trip. Like these things revitalize you. I'll never forget going to Nashville recently, only for two days, coming back and feeling like a new woman because mm -hmm. I poured into myself. So it's mm -hmm. not just about the grind of career. It's also about the holistic living, knowing that living a full life will bless anything that you are doing. You have to water yourself in order to bloom. And my last question of the evening, what is the end game goal for actress Natasha Legrone? Are you gunning for the Oscar, the Tony, what does what does the shelf life of your acting look like? Amen. Amen. Well, first of all, that's a wonderful question. I hope there isn't an end. You know, one of the first Broadway plays I was blessed to see with a very dear friend from Flint, Michigan. Shout out to a relationship even from, um, you know, back in the day, you know, that we're still, you know, still on a journey together. Um, mm -hmm. We went to go see in New York a trip to Bountiful with Cicely Tyson. And mm. so that was the first person I got to see on Broadway. And Cicely Tyson is a woman I, I think of like literally acting until yeah. she transitioned on her journey, you know? Mm. So that is what I pray for as an actress, as a writer, and as a producer. So I would be blessed to be an EGOT. I would be blessed and honored to be an EGOT. I believe that's in my future. Um, but I also want for me to tell stories that have yet to be told. Black people, we are no monolith. We are geniuses. Mm -hmm. We are actors. We are writers. We are in STEM. You know, we have triumphed. It's triumphed. It hasn't just been trials and tribulations, but there is a journey. And so I think there's so many stories today that haven't been told about black people, that haven't been told about black women, that haven't been told about sheroes. So I want to be a part of portraying that and also writing that. So one of my dream roles I'll share, or maybe I'll say stay tuned. I'll say okay. stay tuned. We'll say stay tuned, baby, because it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. So for me, I really want to play women, like biopics, biopics um, mm -hmm. of women that have been trailblazers in our in our world that have mm -hmm. yet told. And I would love to be a hero. I want to play a black woman hero in the world as well. And um, I want to tell the stories about family and about moving through and navigating ups and downs, but love wins <laughs> in a family. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? family is like cornerstone of who I am. And so I just think that sometimes you don't get enough positive images of family, but not to say it's all good. I want to see what it looks like to move through things. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of time people call it quits, but I think 
you need to know there is light on the other side. And I want to see those stories being told to a family and a faith and of women that are some bad women in this world. And that's what it I want to be, be a part of telling those stories. And you will be. Thank you. Thank you. Tasha, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with me on today to tell us about your journey and your Hollywood shuffle. You you took us through a lot, you know, and the fact that you have be, been able to keep your spiritual center, like you mentioned earlier, we hear the things, we hear the rumors, um, but you're, you're, whole, you're steadfast in your beliefs. And I think that it is, it, it looks great on you. Thank Please you. let my re my readers, my listeners and watchers know where they can follow you on social media and tell us any new project that we may see you in, if you can disclose. Awesome. Awesome. Tanae, thank you again for having me, girl. Obviously, shout out to Flint. Flint Town, hold it down. Okay. Yabba dabba do, baby. Um, shout out to my mother and father. Because without family, Tanae, like this journey, you see me here. But I am I stand on so many shoulders, sis. like a family and friends that have supported me from beginning to end. So, Mama, Daddy, I love you. Thank you for always supporting me in many ways. OK, too many to name. <laughs> they always phone call away. And I'm That's so that. Um, so family, you can find me at Natasha Lagrone Media. Again, Natasha Legrone Media on Instagram and Facebook, Natasha Legrone. And you can find me through this podcast. Um, if you have any questions about how to navigate a life as an actress or as an artist or as a creator, I am here. I'm here to help. Don't say you don't know nobody in Hollywood. You know me now because I know what okay. that was. Like, dang, but who's there? Um, you know, I haven't seen this done before. You see it? You're seeing it done. And I'm happy to be a resource in any way that I can. And she's telling the truth, y'all. So don't y'all watch this or listen to this and be like, whatever. If you got that question, hit her in the DM. Hit me. Slide on in. She will respond. <laughs> Um, she is a kind, beautiful soul. I just want to thank you. Uh, today's show is brought to you by 810 Tacos. That's 810tacos.com. Remember, 810tacos is made for tacos, but delicious on everything. Use code Talks Tacos and receive free shipping on orders $20 or more. Oh, and the, the creator of 810 Tacos is also a Michigan State alum like you. Come on. Zanetta. I mean, y'all be doing some stuff. Y'all be doing some stuff. Uh, thank okay. you, little sis. Uh, sis. This was a great episode. You yeah. enlightened me about just, I didn't know what a conservatory was. I saw it. You know what I mean? I've seen it. I'm like, yes. what is that? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So you yes. did educate us and enlighten us. Remember, Today Talks is the podcast where you come to laugh and learn. The podcast yes. that also educates and entertains. So peace. Hey, peace.